Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy Matt St. Jack. Whether you're an avid anime fan, a wee tadpole still finding your way, or anywhere in between, I'll be providing my opinions and insights on anime old and new. Think Yelp with help from friends and producers from other shows weighing in. I know you can't wait to hear, and I can't wait to tell, so let's get to it. This is Matt St. Jack with Anime Talk. Let's go. Yo, 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 what's going on? It's your boy, Matt St. Jack, back at it again with the white vans, except no white vans as always, but back at it again with another awesome episode of Anime Talk. Today, I have some some great special guests on, some guys that I was excited to, to be able to work with. I've, I jumped on their show. It's awesome to have them on mine. So we actually have Paul and Jordan from Cinematics Underdogs Podcast. What's going on, guys? What's up, What's Matt? Up? <laughs> What's yeah, up? What's up? At the same time? <laughs> I knew same, he'd come same in. <laughs> yeah, I knew he'd come in at the same time, me and Jordan, because like I was pausing. I was like, let him come in first. Let him come in first. But uh, that's how we do. Yeah, thanks for having us on. We had a blast with you on our podcast, and I'm excited to be on yours today. I'm excited to have you guys on. Um, so today we're going to be talking about an episode called Run It Back. So for those of you um, who listen to the show, man, I can't even remember. I think this was like season one, maybe season one, season two, uh, maybe when I did this episode. But it was an episode where I talked about a couple of sports anime. I think it was called Let's Get Active. And it was talking about some sports anime. Um, so I decided to run this back. Uh, obviously, no pun intended, but all the pun intended, uh, running back and with some special guests to kind of talk about a show um, that we want to talk about that kind of fits in that mo- a similar mold. Um, but before I get into that, as always, I want to thank you, each and every one of you, for listening and sharing the show, because without you guys, this wouldn't be nearly as fun and or rewarding. Um, if you're not already following me on social media, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Anime Talk 12. Uh, that's Anime Talk 1 and 2. There you will find um, updates and news in regards to any upcoming giveaways or uh, upcoming episodes. As of right now, the only standing giveaway is stickers. If you want a sticker, reach out to your boy. Let me know. I will ship anywhere domestically. I don't know about international yet, but if you want one internationally, just let your boy know. Um, And let me know when you follow or if you like or dislike an episode because I love interacting with you, the fans. And as always, there may be spoilers ahead, so you have been warned. Shout out to the homie Alejandro. Um, so, like I said, I got that all out of the way. I got all the prerequisites out of the way. I got through it in, like, a record time. That was absolutely amazing. Um, so, that gives me more time for the episode. So, um, so, like I said, I have Jordan and I have Paul on. Um, we, we're going to talk about a really cool show. But before we get into the show, I want you guys to get to know a little bit more about the guys behind the podcast. So, I'm going to put both of you all on the hot seat. Are you guys ready for that? We are ready. At least I am. What about you, Paul? Yeah, I'm ready, too. All right. Okay, cool. So let's start off. And I don't know who wants to go first. I don't know if y'all want to do like a verbal paper, rock, scissors as to who or rock, paper, scissors. Somebody told me that the other day. My, one of my kids at camp, at football camp, told me the other day, he was like, you mean rock, paper, scissors? I was like, paper, rock, scissors, it's the same thing. But if y'all want to do a, pa- a verbal paper, rock, scissors, uh, who gets to go I thought you meant like in, in Blue Dreaming. I thought we had to strip down and play rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> I was I was say, we, have do, we have to do naked right, uh, like yeah. for, uh, not on video right now, but... Uh. Yeah. <laughs> 
gonna assume my pants were down first. So I'm gonna say I go first. I go <laughs> Sounds good. No video right now. You guys can't 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 qualify this. So. This is true. Um, so okay. So then we'll start off. So I guess whenever I ask a question, Jordan, I'll let you kind of step. Uh, you know, start off, and then um, and then Paul, obviously you come in, and then there, of course we're gonna get to what you guys podcast is about, and of course you guys can talk about that in tandem. Cool, cool, awesome. Okay, so let's go ahead and start off. So then Jordan. Da, da, da. On the hot seat. Here we go. So name the first anime you watched. How were you introduced into it? And how did you fall in love with it or why? All right. So I usually say Dragon Ball Z for this one, but I actually thought about this question and it's not the first anime I was introduced to. I'm going to say the first anime I was introduced to would be Sailor Moon. Right? Nice. Does that count, does that count as anime, right? That's that anime, does. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does. I'd say it's Sailor Moon. And the way I was introduced to it was my little brother used to always catch it on, um, cartoon network after school mm -hmm. i used to make fun of him for watching it because back then it was perceived as quote unquote a girl show right mm -hmm. uh, for boys growing up in like the 90s uh so being a, a dick older brother he's always kind of pick on him and i started watching it too i started watching the show and i was like this is pretty this is pretty badass that's cool music and you know it has like all the action and like like, like all good anime it's got the good music and everything so like i ended up being a fan of it so I kind of started watching it, and and that's that was probably the first anime I got into. I'm gonna say it's Sailor Moon, and it started ironically. Then I actually became a fan of it. Nice, that's what's up. That's it's really cool to. I mean, I guess it's cool to hear that from, like you said, a guy's standpoint. Because I watched Sailor Moon too. Like that wasn't one of my first ones, but I watched Sailor Moon too. And like you said, I remember everybody because I remember growing up, everybody was it was Gundam and Dragon Ball Z. Like yeah. that's what everybody wanted to draw. But it's like realistically, everybody at home watched Sailor Moon because everybody mm -hmm. loved Tuxedo Mask. He was the homie. Yep. And then of course you had all the 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 girl. The I was about to call them Girl Scouts. The 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 moon. <laughs> Yeah, the Sailor Scouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a, it was a really cool, that's a really cool uh, segue. I like that. That's pretty cool, Jordan. All right. What about you, Paul? Yeah. I mean, for me, it was the two popular ones that Jordan just mentioned Dragon Ball Z and Sailor Moon because I was not like a gung ho fan as a kid, right? Like, I just mm -hmm. knew the two huge ones in America. Um, but like, I, I would say my first real introduction into anime is not through series, but through Studio Ghibli. So I became a big Ghibli fan. Um, and what really, I don't know, launched my Ghibli obsession was Spirited Away, which is a pretty yes. generic entry point, but a, a great one, too. Yeah, no, that is fair as well. I actually did an episode called I Heart Studio Ghibli nice. um, where I talked about that. And that show or that movie, like you said, in particular, is probably one of my favorite ones because I love I love uh, Spirited Away. I love Spirited Away, My Neighbor Totoro. Mm -hmm. um, Princess Mononoke, Mononoke, like all of those were like absolutely bangers. Like House Moving Castle, all of them were great. Kiki's Delivery Service. So that's really cool that you came the movie route and like the Disney movie route. Cause I mean, that's pretty much what they are of, of anime is like the Disney, you know, the mm -hmm. Disney movies of anime. So that's really cool that you came in that way. Um, and like you said, with Jordan, you came in the complete opposite way, coming in through a show, but then picking on your brother and then you know, falling in love with it. So that's really cool. <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, Sailor Moon 2, to just touch on Jordan's real quick, was like one that I was somewhat embarrassed to like every time it came on, like with Cartoon Network or whatever as a kid, because I just thought like, I don't know, they were kind of all cute and like the imagery was... It's just like over the top bright. And I loved it as a kid. It just like sparked something. So it was definitely like a guilty pleasure <laughs> at that sure. at that age. Yeah. 
for sure. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, so then I guess jumping back to Jordan. So um, is there anything that you're watching now? And this can be an anime if you want. It could be a show that you're just randomly watching. You can talk about either one. What are you watching okay. now? Um, I'll just go with like two because like for recent animes, I just finished up uh, Baki Hanma, the one where he's in like the prison mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Like after we did our podcast uh, where you were a guest, I went down the rabbit hole of Baki and really really dug it um so that'd be like the last anime i was watching besides one we're going to cover today and then actually i'm just finished uh young justice on hbo Mm. i really liked i'm a big fan of that show and i liked the most recent season was really good um i liked it's it's one of the best like dc properties out there yeah Um, so i feel like if you're looking for like an entry point into dc and you're not a big fan of like the movies or anything that's a cool like cartoon that kind of covers it all so i recommend highly recommend that show Yo, that's cool. Shout out to the shout out to going down the rabbit hole. I told you, man, Baki is so so oh, good. I absolutely so love good. it. When I got to the parts with like Iron Mike and like the whole like reinventing of Ollie and his mm-hmm. famous fights within that fictional world, I was hooked then. I like I said, that was I'm really glad we got to cover that one. That was uh that was a treat. That was a great show and hit like all all the nerdy stuff I like, you know, the kung fu, uh the hyper violence, that show is everything that I'm into. <laughs> So thanks for introducing me to it. <laughs> hey, no problem at all. Uh, what about you, Paul? Yeah, so I'm not doing much anime outside of like when we do these episodes right now. Um, so and just because me and my wife are hyper on like Apple TV because of a short period. So we're doing a lot of Apple TV shows so right now. We're doing Severance and we're doing Pachinko. Um, Pachinko is at least set partially in Japan in like slash Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like sprawling story, multi-generational story, um, about the Japanese occupation of Korea, uh, this sort of, um, occupier occupied love romance slash forced marriage that ends up in with a, you know, a child that ends up in America. I don't know. It's a sprawling multi-generational story. It's kind of, it's kind of, um, Difficult, I think, in terms of the series, but I, having read the book, it's really good. And then Severance is just mind blowing. It's really cool. If anyone hates their day job and wants a great parable about, um, I don't know, just corporate tyranny, watch Severance. And it's just got a quirky humor, a really dry, deadpan humor, mm. and a really creepy sci-fi element. And this 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 central idea where like your work self is severed from your non-work self cognitively so like when you leave work you go up this elevator and something clicks in your brain that turns that self off so you have two identities and two selves and the work self is trapped in work and has no autonomy it's really weird and it's really cool um that's 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 an philosophical office space i'm down with that yeah (laughs) it's a little bit like office space meets like uh, a black mirror episode or something yeah Hmm. that sounds really cool yeah, I highly, highly recommend that one. Really, really interesting. And um, my editor over at 25YL, it's this uh, online website I write for, like for films and so forth. Um, he does an episode by episode breakdown of this show. It's phenomenal. His work is phenomenal. He like digs into every little story lead and just takes it to the next level. So if you watch it, use that as a supplement after each episode, read one of his articles and it'll just like, I don't know, to really fill out all the corners of the show. It, it's almost better than the show. The show's great, too, but, like, reading the articles with the show yeah. <laughs> makes it that makes much it even better. better. Yeah, it for sure. 
Well, that's awesome. That yeah. that sounds really dope, man. I'm glad you guys are. I mean, obviously, it's always cool. That's why I always ask this question because, like you said, not everybody. Even though my show is an anime podcast, like it doesn't, it doesn't always have to be about anime. You know what I'm saying? When my guests come on, I want to know what you guys are kind of watching. And obviously, there are some shows now here that, like, I'm like, okay, in between some of my anime, I see exactly what I need to, uh, what I need to go back and watch. So, I appreciate it <laughs> for sure. Um, so I guess uh, so. Switching back to Jordan, so how can you tell if an anime is good or not? Like, how do you build your judgment around it? Um. So I used to probably, I very frequently I'd say like the big three, like music, action, and like dialogue kind of thing. But mm-hmm. now that I think about it, like music can be deceptive because they all have really banger intros that really work. I never like it's very rare to hear, like come across an anime that doesn't have good music. So I don't think that's like the best qualifier anymore for me. Uh, I think now. It's if I watch after like the third episode. Yeah. If I'm actually into it after a third episode, that to me is a sign this is a pretty good anime. Um, then I'll probably follow. A lot of them I kind of start and don't finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I get past episode three and I'm still like actually into it, um, that's to me is a good sign. That's fair. Yeah, I, I, I'm like you said. I'm I'm huge. I used to be huge off into the music too, but like you said, now kind of thinking about that because I've I've been watching obviously a lot of shows, and as I'm watching them, I'm like. Mm, yeah this is uh this is cool and it's good but at the same time is it good because of the music do i just like the music or do i actually like uh do i actually like the show itself and for me it's been like plot line twist character development um and i always tell people like i love a sneaky like not not outright but i love like a sneaky like romantic relationship like it doesn't have to be like it doesn't have to be the 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 main attraction to the show but as long (laughs) as there's like this character like you see this character who's like this girl but like you know that they never really get together but at the same time Uh, there's like this tension between them like i like that part too i always love a a good little little sneaky uh sneaky romantic connection there i will say i'm finding as i'm watching more anime though like the dialogue is a big factor for me because it's mostly i'm just reading it Mm -hmm. right and I'm not picking up, I'm not learning how to speak Japanese as I'm reading it or anything like as I'm reading it. So like, it's re- all about like the delivery and it has to be written pretty well in finding for me to like really get into it. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of, to be honest, a lot of the voice acting and a lot of them kind of sound similar, uh, particularly like the males and female, particularly the female characters, they all kind of sound the same until you get like a group of them that you can differentiate them a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, that's, it's kind of a good thing because it really shows like, like I said, the strength of the script and whatnot. Yeah. So it really helps like for me, it helps me, like, see which characters are a little more rounded than the others. It's something you can't really always get from, like, you know, live action or, you know, with the dialogue of the language I'm, I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, so just as, like, someone who likes literature and is into writing and what like that, I'm finding I'm really into, like, like the dialogue stands out. Like, Baki had really great dialogue. Um, for sure, for one sure. we'll get into here in a bit, this was a little weaker, so it was a little harder to, like, digest for me. Well, yeah, I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Paul? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good question. What I love so much about anime still, and I brought this up on our Baki episode, was that I don't quite have my bearings yet. Like, I don't have so many preconceptions or expectations that I'm able to really ride with almost anything. I, um, But I do think the three-episode rule is a good rule. Like, if you're really not just, like, innately drawn into it by three episodes, there might be something wrong. Uh, but for me, what I dig is like how disoriented I feel sometimes, like, especially this show we'll get into grand blue dreaming, um, the tone, the like spasticness, the, like the strange, um, dual imagery of like the characters, how they look when they're like in a normal mood versus a non-normal mood Mm -hmm. throws me so off. 
and like I don't know whether I like it or not, but I like that I don't know whether I like it or not. And like the, <laughs> and like the Japanese norms, even though I've lived in Korea and spent some time in Japan, right? They're still so foreign, right? They're still a little bit so alien at times, yeah. uh, especially like these college rituals. I never went to college in, in Japan, right? Yeah. That like, I'm like, is this believable? Is this over the top? Is this silly? I, I don't even know how to pinpoint it. And I love that feeling. I actually really enjoy it because it just expands my boundaries instead of just being like something that reaffirms everything I already know. Right. Like yeah. I have no problem watching like neighbors, for example, like that film neighbors with Seth Rogen or whatever. Um, I think Seth Rogen's in it. It's a good film, but like about frat culture. Right. I yeah, mean, yeah. But it's fun. Was, it, was that yeah. him? Is Zach Efron? I, I think it was Zach Efron. I think. Yeah. And um, it was Seth Rogen. It was Rogen. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and he plays the, like the straight laced neighbor, right? He's like mm-hmm. married to um, Byrne, Rose Byrne. Yep. And <laughs> it's funny. It's a good one. But anyways, my point for that one, right? And Zac Efron would be the characters, like the frat boy shenanigans. They're fun. And I laugh and I get a smile in like a nostalgic sense. But like, I don't know. It just doesn't like take me anywhere imaginatively. It, it's purely nostalgic because like I understand American frat culture. I don't understand right. Japanese frat culture. Yeah. Which is like kind of this might be like adjacent to frat culture, right? Cause it's diving culture, for example, but, mm-hmm. but, but it, it, it challenges my, my notions of like what growing up can even be right. Because like you grow up within a culture. And so if you lived in a different culture, you might have different initiation processes and so forth. So yeah, that's what I really love about it. Um, but I, I guess what I would get to is like, I'm very lenient still uh, at this point. And what, what happens, I notice with any genre, any type of art, is like once you fall in love with certain things, it kind of taints you in a way, a little bit. It spoils you because then you watch something that's not to the same pedigree and you're just a little um, reluctant to continue and a little yeah. bored and a little less generous, actually. So it's hard. Um, loving stuff can also like be a stifling thing because, um, yep. yeah, it closes you off in some way. So. I, it's it's a give and take, but I, I hope I fall in love with like one like truly, but then I I kind of am enjoying that I'm like just enjoying them all on like, yeah. like an even level. That's that's fair. Like that's that and that's a really deep like a really deep explanation for it. But I think I think that innately or like subconsciously, like I feel like we all feel that way because like how mm-hmm. many times have you sat down like you watched a movie or you watched a TV show and you're like okay well this is good but like. I feel like I've seen this before. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, like, I'm going to tell everybody like, hey, you should go watch this. But realistically, it's like, well, it's because the first thing that we do, I think, and this is obviously now I'm just going off on a tangent because you you went this way. But like, I think ultimately what we end up doing is we try to find something to like immediately relate to. Like, so somebody, so we can say, okay, well, hey, you, you should check out this show. And it's like, oh, well, what's it about? It's like, oh, well, have you seen this show? It's like this show, but it's not like this show. It has, like, this little thing. You're like, oh, okay, so it's like this and like this, but not like this. Cool, I'll go check it out. Well, the only reason why you're checking it out at this point is because the other two shows that the person referenced, you probably like. So like you're you're like oh okay cool well, I like those shows so I'm just naturally just gonna like this show and then you start watching it you're like I don't I don't like the show at all like That's it's not even that <laughs> I like that description because you're like just breaking down like you said you're trying to show the difference but everyone's just zoning in on the similarities right right? kind of goes over the head in a weird way but then mm-hmm. we'll recommend that difference in the next show but still contextualize it within that that genre complex I really exactly like great great way to like frame that because uh, you're talking about anime right because like it's so genre influenced like even as we're watching um 
sorry, um, Grand Blue Dreaming with that anime character. Um, what's the blonde guy's name? I can I've drawn blanks. Oh, um, dang it. Um, I got it. Um, I got pulled up. Kota Kawa. Kota Kawa. Yes. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Oh no, that's Chisa. Sorry. Kohi or something. Kuhi. Yeah. Yeah, Kohi. Like him in yeah, the whole Kohi. like metaverse of anime within anime. Like you said, it's, it's yep. an interesting like genre play going on with this one. So I like that you brought that up. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's so. I don't know. So weird. So weird. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I mean, with anime, like you said, uh, like you said, Paul, with so with so many styles that kind of go on, it's really tough not to touch it again. Like it's really tough to be like a standard in in like a world where everybody everybody is doing the exact same thing. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. tough to be the one show that kind of sticks out because, especially like with anime, there's only so much you can do. That's why there's so many. Like right now, I mean, and I know. Like I said, you guys may not be as as involved as like I am clearly because that's what I do. But like in anime right now, there are so many shows that are coming out that are isekais, like these like re re reincarnation anime. And I'm like, that's a cool. It's a cool genre, and it was cool the first thirty times that I watched a show about this. But like now that we're like at the seventieth time, I'm like, dude, there's only so much more. Like so, there's only so many ways that it, that a reincarnation can go. A guy dies in real life, he comes back into a video game or or a fantasy world. Start, you know, i.e., start quest. Like there's only so, you know, what I'm saying like there's yeah. only so much that you can do there. But everybody is trying to one up each other, and I'm like. How do you do that? You have to do something so well or so perfect to the sense of like, or to the point where I only want to focus on your show because every show is your show. So yeah. kind of tough. Yeah. And I loved your first point about like the problem with comparisons, right? But it's like this weird paradox or like catch 22 we're stuck in, right? Because when we talk about stuff, our language is pretty limited. Mm-hmm. So we got to use comparisons, but I'm reading a whole book right now. Like all week I'm reading this book. It's called uh, Reading the Way of Things, a technology um of making sense it's a long convoluted title but it's really good and it's about like two ways of reading a text and they mean text by like anything it could be a movie or anime series right and like one way is what what they call an exemplary reading right Mm -hmm. you use examples and you use like language and reference points and signposts and it's just like basically saying like this is like x y and z blah 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 and the other one's an imminent reading it's when you try to shut off all that and just enter it on its own merits in like a childlike manner and it's so difficult as an adult especially um to like regain that sort of one-on-one with a piece of work or an art right like to be like a child again and just like immerse in it without all these expectations that kind of taint it uh, yeah. it's really tough but then again like there's something really fun about finding all the reference points and like the similarities too so it's like how to synthesize those two is what i like to think is like the the optimal way of i don't know participating because there's something so fun about watching you know any program or any movie and like seeing its pattern seeing where it fits within the genre seeing where it fits within um you know cinema's tropes and so forth or anime's tropes yeah. i mean that i love building that like knowledge base and that in like sort of encyclopedic um mapping right you have like a like a mental map of these things so that's fun, but like also being able to enjoy it just like on its own, right? Yeah. Like there are examples like being at a museum, looking at a painting, and like so many people these days, their first thing, their first instinct, right, is to like look at the little text beside the painting. And you're like, you're standing before one of the greatest paintings of all time, and you're going to read some some text. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's absurd. So 
Yeah. Yeah. You, you go for that information that informs the reading right away. Right. Cause I think mm -hmm. culturally it's interesting. Cause I think in a lot of cultures were trained, like you said, in those two ways of reading, but they come around in like, just, just, just like you said, different forms of language. Cause you literally just described the, um, you know, the basic uh, reader response reading that is popular in, in literature, right? Mm -hmm. The, you yeah. don't bring in any type of, um, outside knowledge or any type of theory or anything like that you just read the text for what it is and it's how it makes you feel yeah right? that's exactly which is, that. which is the basics of reading right what we teach kids initially before we teach them to read with a goal yep. Mm -hmm. yep so that yeah this is more like a moving back to just like that actually how does it make you feel how does it move you how does it move like uh, we'll work on its own levels but <laughs> i don't know i think there's fun to be had in both but yeah oh definitely agree and we got we got some. If you came for a deep philosophical questions today, guys, or uh, learning today, <laughs> yeah. guys, you got it. Um, you got don't it. let the title "Cinematic Underdogs" fool you. Yeah, and then some. Exactly, they're coming with the with the bangers today, guys. Um, so um, so let's move on to the next question. I guess you guys can both kind of kind of answer through these because these last couple of questions are specifically about you know your podcast. Um, so I guess. First of all, what is your podcast about? When did it start? And then we'll talk about like, you know, how, how did you guys decide to actually launch your podcast and what's your favorite episode that you've done so far? All right. Uh, so, so in terms of Jordan. what the podcast is about, uh, like it's a sports podcast. Um, and by that, we just cover sports and we cover sports from every angle possible. Is that fair to say, Paul, right? We kind of yeah. just <laughs> look at a movie and like even – when we're watching current movies, we're calling and texting each other, looking at these words, sports or athletic connections. And uh, we just wanted to basically look at sports movies and the culture of sports from, like I said, multiple angles that maybe aren't very popular in like the critical world when we look at film. Um, I think that's kind of how the idea started when we were kind of bouncing this around. Yeah, I would say that would be the main idea. We wanted to do a podcast and we were throwing ideas back and forth, right? And Jordan, I think you were the one that actually came up definitively with this idea of, of the sports movies. I knew I, wa I wanted to do something movie-based, right? And we're like, what genre? Where's the niche? Um, you know, the connection was we're actually playing fantasy football, too. True. <laughs> that, that helped inform it, too, with the fantasy football. <laughs> so. The funny thing, too, about our podcast, like, uh, as you now know from listening to the last 10 minutes of us rant and, ta and tangents, is that um, – if you like tangents, if you like to just get in places you wouldn't expect when you listen to something, uh, then our podcast is for you. If you want just like a straightforward 20 minute like synopsis and, uh, you know, thumbs up or thumbs down take on a movie, that's that's not what we do. So um, I do try to invite people, even if you don't like that genre so much, like we have uh, our, our conversations go places that have a lot more to offer maybe than you, people might think of our genre. We're not just being like, you know. I don't know. It's not a very re reductive um, conversational template we have. We, we're very expensive. How do you get to our scoring system? That's like the most reductive thing imaginable. We do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, underdog or overrated. But we, we do. We we have a balance. I would say a balance. We keep we keep the staples in there, right? Mm -hmm. But um, well, it takes a long time for us to get there. I mean, we start every episode with a box office um, sort of overview <laughs> of the time of the movie we're talking about. So, like, we give about 20 minutes to just talk about, like, 1984 films, for example. And it really kind of nicely segues, I think, into our discussions almost every time. Uh, sometimes we end up jumping into our discussion and then have to do the box office at the, like, end because we just flow with it. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, check us out if you like sports movies for sure. 
but also I don't know. I think it still will be like hanging out in a bar and like having conversations about sports. This will suit you. If you like hanging out with your buddies and like, you know, talking, you know, the broader meaning of a work, it'll also suit you. And you also kind of want to find out, is this movie good or bad? You'll ultimately get there. It'll take like two hours, but you'll get that answer. <laughs> so like, I think we try to cover a little bit like a, a broad, like you said, a broad spectrum of like, you know, criticism of, of sports movies. That's yeah. fair. So we know. So now we know more so what it's about. We know kind of how you guys talk through it. And I know you said that you kind of started it during like a football, uh, fantasy football season, which I play fantasy football, too. So I can I can relate. I enjoy some uh-huh. fantasy football. Um so I guess when did you guys actually sit down and actually start it? Um, and then what do you guys have like a favorite episode that you've done so far? Well, in terms of sitting down and actually starting it, like I said, we were kind of throwing the ideas around when we were playing fantasy football, but when we actually got to work on it was in the, in 2020, mm-hmm. um, I think it was like May, right, Paul? Yeah. Right after May, the pandemic. Yeah. Right so after that, like, yeah, yeah, right after the lockdowns and stuff like that. Um, we kind of just, said let's just do an episode right and mm-hmm. went at it we initially started with like the disney classics um like we started with, like angels in the outfield the big green like mighty ducks mighty ducks 2 um just like staples of our childhood to be honest those are yeah. movies that we used to watch all the time um and our paul and i grew up in the same neighborhood so you know we, we're childhood friends so that's just something we just wanted you know mm-hmm. for nostalgia purposes um and it kind of just grew from there like we said we kind of wanted to broaden our takes and get into um not just like the um, acclaimed sports movies, but like, you know, like we say, the underdogs, the ones people wouldn't consider sports movies. Um, so that's like, like Paul just said, we kind of like, we go everywhere with it. Um, so when I think about my favorite episode though, I'm saying one of our more recent ones with uh, Covell. I don't know if Paul, have you posted the death race one yet, Paul? Yeah, I have. Yeah, that's probably one of my favorite ones. I actually don't know how it turned out because I haven't listened to it yet, but it was a lot of fun just recording it. Um, it's just a good conversation. <laughs> we went off the wall. Uh, we had a few drinks, maybe a few too many, uh, but it was just a fun time. So I'm gonna say that was my favorite one, Death Race 2000. That's nice. pretty cool. That's awesome. I do like that movie. Yeah, it's great. Um, recency bias there, Jordan. But uh, <laughs> I agree, though. I agree. I, I even texted Jordan after I edited it. I was like, that that was a fun, unhinged episode. Like, even in my uh, description of it, I'm like, <laughs> get ready for like a wild time because a few drinks definitely comes across <laughs> in the episode in a good way though in a really good way it was a ton of fun i mean besides for me my favorite episodes your episode everyone check it out the Baki episode was great i thought we really got a oh, good sure. deep dive into that series um and right before that we also did another anime uh yawamushi pedal that was fun too mm-hmm. so those are for your audience our anime people we have two episodes dedicated to anime shows we're going to have some more coming soon. We just kind of are meandering so much to talk about right now, it feels like. So we'll get back to that pretty soon. Because we like to do at least four or five of a subgenre within the sports genre to like um, build uh, enough to like do an, uh, we don't, we put at the end of our last episode, we kind of like cross and compare them and rank them. Um, yeah. Even though there's, there's way more than four or five anime sports shows but but hopefully we'll get there where we can start to like really start to rank them back and cross compare them but for me my my favorite two two episodes besides that would be tokyo olympiad i think that one's really um a great conversation um and an underrated episode i think that kind of got forgotten really quickly um so i really love that one and uh, the other ones that i really loved are are two on the queen's gambit on chess i mean i thought that that those are really really engaging conversations we had um so, but they're, I don't know, I, I actually, they all have a kind of special place um, 
as you you probably feel the same with your 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 show right like every yeah. episode is kind of an event um, yeah so I, I just like <laughs> i like them all even if they're like not maybe at the same level they're all their unique thing so yeah that's fair that's very fair yeah i have those kind of episodes i have those episodes that like once you get done recording you're just like yep that's mm-hmm. a heater right there that's the one like if i had to if, if it ended today that episode right there that's that's a good way to go out die on that hill <laughs> exactly. yeah for sure um we have uh, our other fun one is space jam 2 because we actually like it that's the last thing i'm gonna say we actually mm-hmm. like space jam 2 no one in this planet really besides us. <laughs> i think it might be the only podcast with the, with the two thumbs up on that one i gotta go back in yeah then i definitely gotta go back in and listen to that one because i've heard a couple of different ones and mm-hmm. uh yeah i haven't heard many nice things said about it no so. no <laughs> and what you said really reminded me because i finished we finished that one i was like yeah we did that we actually like non-ironically touted mm-hmm. that movie like we championed it from start to finish and i was like I liked it even more. I like Space Jam 2 yeah. even more after doing it and was just like so proud to like it. <laughs> <laughs> you planted you you your flag. Sailor Moon, right? What was that? It was the opposite when you watched Sailor Moon as a kid. Yeah, where I was like <laughs> embarrassed, but literally, yeah. But I He's like, like I'm sitting, I'm standing tall. I learned I learned my lesson from a child from when I was a child. I just didn't know if I was allowed to like it as a kid. I remember yeah. watching my cousins be like, Am I allowed to like this? Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true no, i feel it um okay so then the last question um and before we take a, a commercial break and come back and actually talk about the the, the show um grand blue dreaming uh so where can everyone find you guys i want to give you an opportunity to play your show yeah you can find us on twitter at cinematic underdogs uh you can find our episodes uh, anywhere you find podcasts so spotify we're on anchor i believe apple um you know, hit that Google search engine of cinematic underdogs and you'll find us. Um, Paul's more active on Twitter. So he's the one who actually responds to those things more than I do. Uh, but he's always checking it. So I think Twitter is probably the best way to hit us up, I'd say. Definitely. Yeah. The other, the other thing we have is Letterboxd. Um, but that's mainly just me. <laughs> I, yeah. It ended up being just me. And I put so much energy that it's still with our cinematic underdogs thing, which works. But I use it to, to, to review our sports movies. But um, if you want to find us there, you'll get a lot of reviews um, of our sports movies and of other movies as well. But but Jordan t- covered it. Those are the main things. We're through Anchor. So Anchor puts us on everything. Gotcha. 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 Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way. So nice. it works out perfectly. Yeah, we're all on. We're all on the same page here. Team Team Anchor. Yeah, Speaking Anchor, of yeah. Anchor. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to take a quick commercial break, guys. Um, and uh, once we come back, we'll uh, we'll do a, a review for uh, for Grand Blue. So we'll be right back. Welcome back, guys, from the commercial break. If you guys somehow, I don't know why I always do this, and it feels very awkward, but if you somehow made it to this part of the episode but didn't hear the first part of the episode, I don't know how it happened. Um, because I don't think I'm, I don't think like I'm predictable. Like you know that, like at minute twenty-five, you'll just be able to jump to the second part. So if you somehow made it here <laughs> without hearing the first part, um, then uh, I just want to 
welcome you guys to the show. Welcome. Um, but uh, I have Paul and Jordan from Cinematics Underdogs podcast on. Um, we had them in the hot seat earlier. Asked them um, some really dope questions about some of their favorite anime, some of the stuff that they're watching, how they can tell if anime is good or not, and then why they you know decided to what their podcast is about and why they decided to launch their podcast. So I suggest that you go back in and they dropped their links. So I suggest that you go, you guys go back and listen to that so you can find out exactly where to listen to the to these guys because they're absolutely amazing and I'm happy to have them on the show today. Um and so, like I said, the episode is called Run It Back. So we're talking about uh, a continuation. So kind of a part two, if you will, to um the first show that I did, which was Let's Get Active in Anime. Like I said, I think it was season one, season two, something like that. Um, so we're going to go ahead and get into the actual show. This is like this is like the, the dessert for everything. We already got the meat and potatoes and the veggies out of the way. But this is like the dessert. So this is the creme de la creme, if you will. Um, so let's go ahead and jump into the show. So the show that we decided to kind of work, uh, talk through was Grand Blue Dreaming. Um, the ranking was an 8.43. 12 episodes is a very fast watch. Um, it aired July 14th, 2018 to September 29th, 2018. And you can find this on Amazon Prime, actually guys so uh, if you got Amazon if you got Amazon Prime it's more than just it's more than just a uh, you know just delivery service okay you can watch TV on it too and I suggest that you sit down and watch the show um, so with this show we decided to just kind of talk about it I watched the show just binged it like one day and I, I've been joking and, t- and told Paul and Jordan before we guys started recording this show um, for those of you I don't think I've maybe I've never talked about this maybe I have whatever but when I first do an episode when I'm preparing and I'm putting all my notes together because they're just so many notes not really I'm that's very sarcastic but when I'm putting my notes together I'm or I'm doing research and putting all my details together for a show I put on a looping it's like a three-hour maybe like some of them are two and a half some of them are three hour list or like a track on youtube that just has the um that just has like openings like anime openings um and this show in particular popped up on like three or four of those and i was like dude i gotta talk about this show so i sat down and watched it i binged it um and like i said i had a lot of fun watching it um it's amazing. So that's just my experience off of it. And obviously I'm going to throw some, I'm going to throw some, you know, some, uh, some of my own kind of details and sprinkle a little bit up in there. But I guess I want to start off with you guys, since I know that this isn't necessarily your go-to genre when it comes to, you know, things that you guys watch. So I want to kind of open the floor for you guys to kind of talk about what you kind of thought about the show. And like I said, I'll just kind of jump in and out like, uh, like some uh, jump rope. So <laughs> uh, Paul, you want to start first since I got the hot seat first. <laughs> All right, sure, sure. Um, what did I think about this show? The first word that comes to mind is shenanigans, right? Um, <laughs> I probably stole that thunder from Jordan because he loves shenanigans. Uh, and there's a lot of shenanigans in sports movies, like the Mighty Ducks ones especially, um, but plenty of them. Um, and that group camaraderie, right? This joking around. Um, and yeah, I liked it because it was just um, very quirky, right? And the humor was um a little taboo in a good way right like the the first thing that really sold me was like of course also like our protagonist right like the shock of like the naked 
rock paper scissors game between like <laughs> the two behemoths the dive school so early um and the fact that they used black censored circles in an anime show for them i thought was hilarious and so like that little tidbit right there um got me on board i was like that's that's absurd that's a funny visual um gag and it is definitely not one they use seldom like it's on every episode almost. oh yeah like, there's like three scenes of of rampant nudity um, and yeah, I just liked how kind of free and loose, um, and liberal the show was and like the sense of, you know, just kind of shaggy haired in a way it was kind of, um, uh, I mean, it's in a, in a positive sense, but like, there's like a perversity to it, like a kind of, uh, adolescent mischievousness, um, <laughs> that, that's, that's super fun. Um, and I just, it, it kind of meanders i read some some reviews and takes um on like i think it's my anime list and um it's a lot of hot or cold and the people who are cold were like there's no story there's no story and i'm like yeah of course not it's i mean it's just like a setting it's a vibe it's right. true. like it's just about like having ideas and playing with these moments that do feel steeped in real life like as crazy as it is, it feels a little grounded to me. It feels like this comes from some real experiences that are just mm -hmm. exagger exaggerated. And so I love that about it, too. It definitely has a genuineness to it and a surprising, I think, wistfulness in times. Like, especially when you get to those later episodes, um, there's a sentimentality that I enjoyed, right? You get that, like, Japanese... Um, quintessential anime like piano it's like in it's like in their melodramas and, their mm -hmm. and all the korean stuff right it's so wistful i just use that term but it really that's the term for it and you get these like very sappy monologues right like in the last one about like how he um our our leader Lori loves to love the diving trip not just because the diving but because like they ate sandwiches together and they lounged mm -hmm. a lot. i love that it's just like so um so focused on the small things right and um kind of like in that sense a real affirmation of life so i do i do think it's like heartfelt but then it like immediately goes into another mixer like the 20th mixer of the show yep. and the mixers their term for just like a debaucherous drinkathon. so yep. so yeah um don't know how to like talk about this really like in a very like cohesive manner just because the show is so just loosey and flows and so mm. hopefully i gave some some cool starting points. How about you, Jordan? What are some of your thoughts on this one? Yeah. So like first impressions of this one, this was like coming from a, like sticking straight with like, as, in terms of anime, like my background anime, all the animes I watch are all just about fighting. <laughs> like, you know, good guy, bad guy, group of friends get together and they kick each other's asses. Yeah. <laughs> this, is like, this is not this at all. Right. The only other one I watched is like, like, like that uh, kind of like what I described that, uh, Yawamushi pedal is the only other anime I've seen where they're not kicking each other's asses. Yeah. So like, you know, for me, the, the entry point was um, trying to figure out like, like, do I like this as a drama or not? Like this is like, cause that's really what stands out. Like the, the, the drama and ties between characters, like you went through very well, Paul, for me, so this was like what Paul described earlier when you asked him these questions about animes, this was one where I had just that back and forth. Do I like it or not? Uh, mm -hmm. Like with almost every episode until like the last two, those are like the last two. I'm like, Oh, I like these two. Um, but it wasn't like I dislike it. There's a lot of things where I feel like, like you said, confused, maybe not quite getting the cultural background. And then of like uh, some, maybe it didn't land all the time because like uh, you brought up shenanigans, Paul. It's, it's, the first episode is great. Like if you mentioned uh, when him, when, him, when um, 
Iori is introduced to, um, you know, Grand Brew Dreaming, this uh, dive shop, right? And he sees uh, Shinji and Ryuji and Ryujo, uh, like, naked, right? It, it sets you up for, I'm going to say, kind of like this American Pie Revenge of the Nerds. Yes. Right? If you're going for, like, the American reference. And it does that at times, right? But it's not to that degree. It's not so pranky like that where it's like predatory like 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 uh, revenge of the nerds it kind of is at times just like it it doesn't always land it's, it's kind of creepy i know i'm like kind of meandering around my words here um but like the the way we're set up with the relationship between Nayori and and um chisa and nanaka like are they related or not is like one of the things i'm asking i'm confused about yeah it's- i was confused I don't. So I don't think that they're. I don't think that they're blood related. Yeah. Right. That's I don't. Yeah. Expensive too. I think it's, it's not, like one of those things of like you know you grow up and like you said if somebody was like your cousin or something yeah. like that you know what I mean I think that's the relationship that they that's have. That's what I got too. But they happen later when um so when um someone calls someone a brother, right? Yeah. And that she uses the context and they kind of with the way they explain it, it's like brother and she says no like childhood brother like we're like you said like friends. Yeah. And we grew up together, right? I think it's um, the characters who are like, who, like when he's trying to have sex with a girl and like the guys all like try to prank him and get him out of it. It's that way. Yeah. Right? yeah. So I think that kind of contextualizes it where, like I said, like, I was like, okay, so maybe they're not like cousins. But when they said cousins at first, I was like, there's no context for that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this dude likes his cousin. It's like Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> okay? like, there's, there's no bias, but they got the Game of Thrones like incest thing going on. Okay. Yeah. So well, and then even right? the cousins, like uh, Chisa and her and her like quote unquote sister, yeah. like the older one like, that that never really dived or whatever at the very beginning. Like, because they're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, she has a weird obsession with like her sister. And I'm like, hold on, what? I was like, she's walking around like smelling her dive suit and stuff. I'm like, what is going on here? I'm so confused. Yeah. And then you have Kohi, like, who's like into like, you know, like you said, he's into like the, the animes and the cartoons and he's like aroused by him, it seems like. Yeah. So it's all hinting at some funny stuff and I like the way it's like laid out. Uh, but it's kind of like a lot to like soak in, like you say, in terms of like sorting out like its meaning. Yeah. Like sometimes I feel like, sometimes I feel like I, I thought too hard on things. So maybe it could have been funnier, you know, a little more, um, impactful than it was but like the first three episodes for me was like a like a circus of like sorting stuff out yeah. but it was like really like balanced in terms of the humor yeah. i kept finding myself like laughing at the dumb jokes and like the stupid rivalry between iori and kohi and like way they're always like kind of like abbott and costello like you know what i mean like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. weird like like the stooges in a way in a weird way like they're always like hitting each other and mm-hmm. you know, I, I did appreciate that it's, it's very like slapsticky and in a weird sense like like i'm a big fan of sitcoms and this reminds me of like the sitcom humor you get with America, with mm-hmm. American humor, right? These yes. absurd plots of conflict that could be easily resolved, right? They make no sense in the real world. Um, but for the sake of the 30-minute episode, they're fun to see how they resolve. And so I did find that as another way to get into it. Um, again, kind of like using that, like, that American like one-on-one to it. Because um, like I said, I'm really used to animes being like high octane, mm-hmm. right? They kind of like punch you in the throat and make you like a good one. Like I said, a good one for me, like, it really punches you on the throat. And they, they have these like endings that make you want to come back. They're really good at dropping the ball and like bring you back to that conclusion. Yeah. This doesn't do that at all. Right. This relies more like a, like almost like the OC, if you will. Right. Yeah. It's like it's much more like an MTV show. Um, just animated. Yeah. Right. That, that's cool. Yeah. It's, 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 it's such a, like um, such a difference and kind of like a jarring, like, you know, crash into the genre that it's hard for me to like, like Paul said, when you see all the, uh, the shifts from their moods, which are super animated with the like the the faces, they're animated like yeah. Right? In manga, if I remember right, Emanata, comic, the comic world they call it Emanata, but resonates off the page, right? Yeah. Um, 
and this one has such cool like detailed ones and they rely on the traditional ones too but it also like kind of throws back to that fighting genre right but never really enters it, it kind of teases it so that's kind of cool yeah uh, but yeah like i said the first like first most of the show i'm kind of just going back and forth there's really no character i kind of like attached to right there's no hero of this for me or anything like that which is kind of fun it makes it like really is a fun exercise intellectually i'll say yeah. um, like trying to like criticize it because there's things i like there's things that i don't like but i feel like i don't like because i didn't understand which is a completely different way of like gauging its quality yeah um, but it kept me entertained though like it kept me like wanting to keep finishing this um it wasn't like 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 i said using like example like baki where like i want to see like baki i had to like almost i had to stop myself from binging yeah 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 i, 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 I keep going into that one like, I was, like the way they deliver like the you know the next battle and like way they always i was like oh man i gotta go to the next one um but this was a good one like you said like a more traditional you know just drama of like oh I'll come back to that next episode yeah have that cool beach theme in the beginning which like resituates me every time yep uh, so yeah it was a different experience than what i'm used to watching an anime but i did like it in the end uh and in the, in the final part i think the last two episodes um are a good like again like the penultimate episode and that last episode are really good like send off it like it ties a nice bow on it and it really like relays the sentimentality and the connections of their friendship yeah which, is, which really is which is what every episode does but the way they kind of like put on a nice bow it, it does make you go like oh right yeah uh, i did appreciate it. like i don't get that from any anime i've ever seen before that real like sentimentality mm-hmm. yeah it was I, I don't know I I absolutely loved it like I like I said I I'm one of those type of people especially when I'm watching a show like this if you're only going to give me one season of the show I need to see everything and I think that they did a really really good job on doing that just giving me everything from start to finish you gave me a character who didn't like the water then he was like okay well I'm, it's not that I don't really like the water it's that I'm kind of like scared but then it's not also that I'm kind of scared but now you give me like this put your head in the water or take me to this aquarium and I get to see around, you know, around me and I can say, okay, well, this is actually beautiful. Like now I actually want to learn how to, you know, swim, how to be a part of this, how to do this stuff and kind of fit in. Um, But like, like you said, there are, but then it also had like that very fratty feel of like when they were sitting there and they were doing the the signups and they were like, yeah, like, come over here. We got some water. And they're like, okay, cool. And they put the water in the cup and then he like comes over and sets the water on fire. He's like, that's not water. (laughs) It's like those, just those little things of like, or even how he, how he ended up like faking or like luring Kohei uh, Kohei into the what you call it Mm -hmm. into the into the group in the first place or like the the pageant or whatever like the ugly pageant you know where they had the guys so it was just it was just so many things that like you said it it reminded me it reminded me of of something like here's my thing right when I'm watching a show there's a connection for me especially if I feel like this reminds me of something either that I've done in my life or something that like is obtainable, like something that I could potentially do. And Mm -hmm. it reminds me of something like I could see my younger version of myself. If somebody came up to me and was like, yo, in this, in this story, you're this character, you know, go ahead and live. And I could be like, you know what? I could see my life going like this. Like I could see, you know what I'm saying? I could see me going Mm -hmm. to this dive shop, you know, taking up a job here with these big old, you know, muscle heads, these big old, you know, big, big juice lords or whatever that are walking around for whatever reason and you know what i'm saying an apron but naked up under the apron you know what i mean i could i could see me just enjoying this you know what i'm saying and just having this camaraderie and just feeling weird at first like why are y'all all have your clothes off but then at the same time eventually getting sucked into it and being like you know what 
I'm okay with this. This is normal now. You know what I mean? Like I could, so I could, I could kind of see that. Um, and even like the, 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 the part where, uh, they found where one of their friends or whatever was end up with the girl and he was like getting ready to have sex with the girl. And he's like, like you said, I think, uh, Jordan, you kind of alluded to this or joked about it, but like when he's like sitting there and he's like, you know, getting ready to have sex with this girl. And then like, they're like, Nope, not on my watch. If, if, if we, if we can't all, if we can't all, you know, get laid, you can't either. Like, I remember that, you know what I'm saying? Like growing up, I remember, you know, having a friend that was like, yo, I'm gonna go over here. And I'm like, no, that's not fair. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I, I want to, I want to be that way too. So um, these things were like cool. next level though. With that, yeah, 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 this, yeah. This shit was, that was one thing. Like, it was funny though. Cause like you said, the overtopness of them being like, so like, like animalistic and their little like brotherhood of, not of being all being virgins it seems like but not wanting you know to let someone leave that club right and the exaggeration with it the way it is in the show like the way they kick his ass just because he has a girlfriend right it's like it, it's funny <laughs> but it also raises these weird like, like i said it's that weird like cultural uh maybe it's like a cultural um clash because like you said there's a lot of like dilemmas that i think speak to the adolescent experience right mm-hmm. they're, they're transcendental um and you know everyone you know, the, the dynamics between boys and girls, I think they speak across the world, but the way they're pronounced in this, it's almost like uncomfortable at times, mm-hmm. right? Because like you said, you, you, you're familiar with the experience from your experience. And for me, it's always like, how the hell would you choose like this as the way to deal with it? Right. But again, it works in the sitcom like world or in that fictional comedy world very well, where it's like slapsticking over the top where you just, you know, go with it. Yeah. Which, which is like I said, like was kind of like the battle in my head when I was watching it. it was like me just being like, dude, just shut up and just enjoy like, the uh the, the comedy the way you enjoy like the drew carey show right like, drew carey's a fat dude who always has a hot girl you know girlfriend even though he has a crappy job and his alcoholic friends are always there right i'm like you, you accept that you can accept this weirdness too right right so that was kind of like the the internal battle going on but it, it, um once you kind of get that and you and you realize everything's dialed up to like 11 or 12 and that includes the reactions of like the boys to like this trivial thing it does make it a little more, like, I'll say, like comfortable and able to like partake in the humor a little more. Yeah, yeah, for sure. totally, totally. Um, I totally agree with the sitcom element, right? If, to me, it works much more as a sitcom. Um, it's not like building too much of a narrative, and even like our big maybe arc, which is a little there, right? With Lori like being scared of the water slightly, and then ending up into the diving group, right? It feels so anticlimactic by the end he doesn't even get his license his patty license so he can't even do the real dive mm-hmm. he just does the like mini ones um and i but i, I kind of love that it was just like <laughs> took a detour and it purposely like pulls the rug from under like the feet of anyone expecting like a sort of uh, triumphant ending right you're just you're you're left with something a little more poignant and a little more low-key um he's he's sick right he he, he has to get tea <laughs> and um he's kind of hiding away on the, on the boat, even though he loves the day. Right. Um, I don't know. That's more realistic. That's more like a, a realistic portrayal of a coming of age story. And then like, it took me a few episodes to get into it, but I noticed that each episode almost had just its own goofy slapsticky, as Jordan said, or sitcom esque uh, focus, right? Like there's a tennis episode, right? There's this ridiculous tennis match. Um, there's the, the mixer with the four uh, they're called cake faces on the show, right? Cause they put on too much makeup. Mm-hmm. Episode. That, that episode was really funny, especially because um, 
that is a dynamic I did not know about, right? But I've visited and been to travel to Japan a few times and didn't know that there was like a, a pushback against like the excessive wearing of makeup, right? And yeah. how the girls were conning the guys because they didn't actually wear that much makeup was quite yeah. funny. Um, and the shenanigans too, for me, were extra hilarious. Like, because I know Pocky, um, they play like this very homoerotic game with Pocky, but they don't have Pocky. So they have to mm -hmm. use this log, right? But like, supposedly you're supposed to eat the Pocky stick until <laughs> the other one gives up, right? And it's like a chicken for kissing, right? But it's two dudes. But um, I mean, it's one of our favorite candies. I always have Pocky in my house. I think Jordan brought some Pocky for us um, yeah. recently. Yep. <laughs> as, a, as a gift. Um, you turned me on to that. that yeah. That snack is actually really good. Yeah, and then they get in a huge fight about the bamboo shoot candy versus the mushroom candy. They're both mm -hmm. chocolate, actually. Um, just that stuff. It's really silly. It's really relatable in the sense that, like, I spent a lot of time over there being kind of an outsider looking in. And so, like, seeing these situations and seeing these weird customs that they have together, um, I don't know, filled in, the, filled in the, the boxes for me, like, colored in the outline, the rough outline I had, because so much of my experience was just like, hmm, what's it like behind the scenes? You know what I mean? What are the, what are some of the things that are going on in these people's lives, right? Because I'm yeah. constantly surrounded by them, but not always um, invited in, inside, right, mm -hmm. behind the scenes. So I love that. I also love that it does take place in a diving school. I think that that's a really underused setting and like group and camaraderie. Like I'd love to actually write um, like a screenplay or whatever. I won't, but like, I'd love to see more uh, stories based around diving school groups because I am a diver. I have a paddy license. Um, I've been diving in a few countries like Thailand, uh, Hawaii, the Philippines. Um, and every time you dive, right, you end up at like one of these kind of locations. They're mm -hmm. such a vibe. They really are. They're like skate shops, Jordan, if like that's a good um, oh, analogy, okay. right? Like all the people, they, they know each other. Or Matt, I don't know if you know, like the Jackass guys. They're very much like Jackass yeah. guys. Yeah. They've got that fraternal element. Um, they love to drink together. And something about diving really does bring, I think, people together. Because you're entering – it's like going to outer space with people. Like mm -hmm. they, they do play that up in I think like episode three or four, his first little dive, right? Mm -hmm. um, and they're they're not lying it's like the, the the quickest cheapest thing you can do to really enter a different world that we otherwise don't enter right because you go 18 meters under the water and like it's a whole new vibrant uh you know ecosystem i was about a thousand percent sure that you were going to say a whole new world and i was going to immediately yeah exactly that's what started playing in my head when you went there and then you went completely right okay go ahead yeah <laughs> I, I almost said it too so you're right and i was like i do not want to do a disney reference here um but but yeah and i even love them going over like the the octopus regulator the regulator is like the, the octopus is like what you would um use if your oxygen tank ran out it should never run out but like if it ran out right you would you would hand your octopus to uh, your partner, right? And they would, that's your like extra oxygen supply, right? Yeah. I love the the funny episode with the hand signals and how they work that in mm -hmm. with Lori being hit on and the right. guys are there joking about the hand signals. Um, and then they have to get money to go to Okinawa, right? And Jordan mentioned that once it shifts to Okinawa, I think it really picks up. Like mm -hmm. it really ended on a strong note because Okinawa is extra fun. Um, but like the whole screwdriver and the drink, it's so stupid and silly. Um, I think it's more aimed for like a little bit of a younger audience, but I thought that was fun. It was just cute to like see, oh, it's not that. It's just like 
dumb and dumber-esque humor in that sense. I, Jordan, mm-hmm. I like the Abbott and Costello reference, but like a little bit of dumb and dumber too are these two, right? <laughs> they're, they're, they're both idiots in so many ways. Um, what threw me off the most in the beginning was I didn't quite get like how upset they would get at each other and like the shifts in the, the, yeah. like, the, the animation and so forth and the tone. But then I got that that was part of the humor. Um, yeah. That was just me being sort of slow to pick up on just like the tone. So oh, I was like, way. it went yeah. right over my head. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it wasn't like, like you said, halfway through, I'm like, oh, okay, I get the dynamic now. Yeah. It took me a while. I was like, do they really hate each, like, hate each other? Like, I, I didn't get it. And I get, oh, it's just, I think it was the tennis episode where it really kicked in for some reason. I was just like, mm. oh, they're just like best friends who kind of hate each other. And yeah. like, yeah. It, and it's it fun. Like, it ends on a great note where he's like, you know, um, the blonde protagonist, I, their names are Kuhi or whatever. Kuhi, Kuhi yeah. Yeah. He he's still holding a, a grudge, right? Because he kind of got tricked into joining the club. And uh, Lori was like, but it turned out great, right? You like you wanted to experience something new in, you know, in college life. And I gave you that, right? It's a yep. dream. And, you know, he's like more like a nightmare. And it's just a perfect like <laughs> back and forth, right? And But he means like it is a dream. Like there's a even there, you know, this like understated or unspoken um camaraderie that like is shielded by the antagonism right like on the surface they're fighting or like disagreeing but like you know that they're actually like in a very sweet way agreeing and they're on the same page they just have this sort of caustic um shield up between between the two so yeah i mean i thought that was kind of cool um the last thing from what you guys said that i wanted to touch upon is I was also confused about the whole cousin element. And I was like, is this all incest? Like what the <laughs> heck is going on? Um, and what's weird though, is I read a lot of reviews of people obviously who are very steeped in anime culture, who kind of are calling it the same thing. So that was a little odd, but I do think that they obviously weren't doing that. I don't think like they weren't yeah, like, it was like yeah. not rated on prime. And then it was like only randomly got one where it's like was a tv 13 or something like that i think it's like yeah that. there was like one yeah i think there was one that ended up getting it and it was yeah. basically like and, like and it was like yeah we're just giving you a disclaimer i'm like okay uh-huh. well, hold on what? and then like you said like it seems very geared towards like you said a young young audience like kids going into college yeah that's what i got out of this um yes. particularly because like the warnings of drinking and all that stuff like mm-hmm. the whole warning thing but in like in the middle of that stuff right that's not that to me that was new i was like they warn you for that like like, you know what I mean? So I was like, that was like really like kind of like a, a gave me like a, I guess like a gap in my age um, in terms of that. But like, it threw me back to the, to the college days of like, you know, drinking games and all that stuff. Um, but it seemed like you said for, for more of a, like a newer generation. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It was just, it was interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. And there's something to be said about the parallels between going like underwater submersing, right. And the fear of that, cause it is kind of scary. I'll even vouch for that. Like, it's safe. It's quite safe, but it's also quite scary, right? Because you're going um, really low, and as you'll learn when you like do it, that like you can't just like shoot up to the surface. Um, yeah. There's like a lot of like very very real dangers, like blood embolism, um, which means like bubbles can develop in your blood if you just pop up because the um, the weight underwater is pretty intense. Um, that's why here's the whole thing at the end with um i forget her name but she has an earache right and that's her kind of excuse to stay on the ship with Lori. Oh, yeah, yeah. um but like it's kind of real like you can easily get earaches because like you know like flying uh, a plane right when you have to like pop your ears but it's magnified with water it's like hmm. really intense 
Um, your mask gets really tight on your face and so forth, right? The further and further you go under the water, every meter, the, the density mm -hmm. and uh, the weight enhances. So yeah, there was these little, little tiny new, uh, details that I picked up on and was enjoying just as a diver as well. But I also love the parallel that uh, what, what I started off to saying uh, between diving and between like diving into college, right? Like these is, that's a point when like most people leave their home, right? They, they're like, and they, they play on that. They know that like all these people have been anticipating college, all these characters. I mean, yeah. they are nervous about it. They want to like shed their skin, obviously. Yeah. Right. They want to fit in. They want to get laid. All these things are definitely at the forefront of this show. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so yeah, I, I think it works. Of college. Yeah, exactly. Right. So like that quote, he says, like the life of your dreams is waiting in college. Right. It's kind of a profound quote for the two younger ones. Um, mm -hmm. But then like, like, again, my favorite, two favorite characters I to cut in there, Paul, is like Sinji and uh, Ryoji or Ryo, Ryujiro. I might be butchering that. Right. The two kind of meatheads mm -hmm. who I think yeah. say like the most like insightful and profound thing in the entire show. Like episode one is like, well, if you stick only with what, you know, talking to like Iori, you'll never get anywhere. What's important is if you're interested or not. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's like you said, the biggest thing in uh, college for a lot of people is actually figure out, you know, what's you're interested in pursuing it. You yep. know, you're already there. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I like that that grouping of that in episode one, that line from the two meatheads and then the end of them kind of like, you know, the life of your dreams waiting in college and then realizing that's both true and not true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Well, they just gave them like I, th I feel like they just set them. They set them on the path. Right. It's like and I think that's to 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 you guys point, especially being in college. Right. It's like. All, all that is is just to kind of set you on a path, right? I think people put a lot of stock into something that are just like, oh, well, you have to know everything that you're going to do at this point in time of your life. But it's like, no, because there are still people – there are people who grow up and get into their 30s and 40s and decide, you know what I'm saying, they want to do something different mm -hmm. or, you know, they, they find something else that's actually their true path. So I think that they did a really good job of just letting those two, like these over-the-top – absolutely crazy always drunk you know what i'm saying the worst people that you could potentially use as a role model but letting them come in and just basically say like okay so why don't you join the group and they're like oh well you know we don't do that and he's like okay so join the group like you know what i'm saying like we're just all we're saying is just join like once you get here and then like you said looking back at the end once you get to the very end of the show then you're like okay so you joined the group you didn't want to be here but now you're so invested in it You've enjoyed it and you've gone, you know, on all these trips, you've gone all these places, you've seen all these sites, you have all these friends, like everything has changed just by you taking, you know, one step on doing something that you swore up and down at the very beginning you didn't really want to do. So, yeah, yeah totally. And uh, I'm just curious real quick, um, jumping a little bit in a different direction. I read that this was by a studio called Zero G, Matt, um, and someone said that like, a lot of their shows, which include Battery, Dory Kuhn, the animation, and Dive with two exclamation points are like terrible, supposedly. It's very unimpressive, they said. Yeah. And that's probably just their take. Is that true? Like, do you know anything about this like studio? And do you like any of their other shows? Would you recommend anything else from them? No, I haven't. I actually this was the only show that I had that I had watched mm -hmm. from them. Um cool. I've I've heard, I think out of those out of the three that you just said i feel like dive was the only one that i've even remotely heard of but i haven't i haven't sat down and actually watched it this was just one of those like i said it was a it was a one-off that i just kind of you know spread like i said before i found i just randomly found but i haven't uh i haven't seen any of the other ones i am curious though I'm, i may actually look at dive 
Um, yeah, that's the one that drew my see. attention. Yeah, it'd be a cool. Com- sounds like a companion piece to this. It sounds yeah. like it's about diving. Um, I also think that I saw that there was a real action version of this. I saw like a poster with <laughs> like actors. Like they they've done a Grand Blue Dreaming movie with mm-hmm. with real people. That would be quite interesting to see. Um, <laughs> if the shenanigans go as far with real right. actors as opposed to anime characters. Do you think he has like bok choy in his ass in the, in the, <laughs> the live action one? Or do they put something else? That would be hilarious. That would be funny. Um, so definitely very, very curious about this whole, um, this whole world, right? Because I think it comes from a, a, a manga series, right? Like a book. It's the first yeah. was written. Um, yeah. So yeah, I definitely want to, I, I don't know. I'd be curious to learn a little bit more about it. Um, Cause I, I had fun with it, like you did. I thought that it was a quirky, a quirky Malu, a quirky world to sort of just dive into. Um, no pun intended. That, yeah, no pun intended. Right, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Cha-ching. Um, uh, yeah, uh, the other things that we haven't brought up, like a few things that I want to talk about. Um, first of all, the purple-haired sort of like lesbian character uh, Azusa. I liked her yeah. a lot. I. I uh, my only disappointment was that like she became too peripheral and didn't get to mm. like like truly I don't know let her freak flag fly in the right way like I mean she, yeah. she, all it was I feel like it was too much like implication like implying things and not enough like just like giving us like a real story with her because like I liked her a lot how she was just so um, brazen um, just free free just so yeah, free, yeah yeah brazen's the wrong word she was just way more like you know free-spirited and open-minded and like we she's we're introduced to her lying next to him basically half naked in the like in the room with all the guys you know mm-hmm. i don't know she's a cool character to me um so a I lot of the people, yeah, yeah. yeah i thought i thought we'd get more of her especially in the, like the last few episodes because she's kind of like this like wrangler between like the guys and the girls of the group mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. which she like facilitates a lot of space like you said in the in the middle of the season um but she doesn't really get like you said i, I agree she doesn't get really get to shine as as like have her moment pretty much right like yeah. everyone else has that like moment of insight and reflection like internally too right even uh uh they call her cakey right we find out she has like a really deep story of like rejection and like mm-hmm. you know, emotional connection just like wanting friends um and then that whole other persona of hers and like her like um kind of like pining for iori, iori right um mm-hmm. right that's, that's one thing i agree with you like i, I felt like i thought it was leading somewhere and it didn't come back enough or you know that's kind of the thing with this though right because i was gonna say i wonder why there's not a second season for this because that's what i wondered yeah i wondered that because i was like you it's it feels like you left and i've said this about shows before Mm -hmm. it's like it feels like they left a little meat on the bone you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like they that they didn't it was like uh it's good but i mean we're done it's like well but I want. I have questions. Yeah, <laughs> have questions. it wraps up for our main characters. Okay, like as a single piece, I'm okay with like Ayori and Kohi and Chisa's little story. It's fine at the end. Yeah, for one season, but I agree. Like a lot of the side characters, I think, are my favorite actually in this. Like I already said, the Meatheads, Azusa, um, the other clubs. I really, I really like those those episodes of those like characters, right? But they're they have all those characters have like threads, right? That kind of we're going somewhere, um, but they mm-hmm. don't really get that. They don't really get resolved, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean definitely not loyal to like story so much here um yeah. uh, which i i don't personally care too much to like i don't know i, I was glad every time it kind of like didn't go as i expected um like i didn't 
I didn't expect Lori to not do like all the dives even. Like I expected more diving period, but yeah. But whatever. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I got to know a lot of these characters enough. And then more than that, like I feel like I got these brief vignettes into what it's like to be a college student um, in like a rural spot in Japan, which I was a nerd and even Google searched this little island um, and then found the main little city and the jetty, right? The kind of like whole setup, how like they have a little uh, kind of pier that goes out. Mm-hmm. Um, in the bay it's dead dead on it's really uh, on point and i've been to oh, places wow. just like that not to that one of course um but it was kind of fun and uh it was just kind of cool to learn where it was because it's really south for japan as well it's uh it's in this island that's about the midway point between um japan and taiwan and taiwan is quite tropical um for any like it's almost down near the philippines um whereas japan is much more north so it's much more yeah. cold um, for most of the year. So I was just, I don't know. I thought that was all the, the geography, the location were very unique. This is a very um, peculiar little island. I mean, it's it's big actually, but it I don't think it's very highly populated. And I do know, like having lived, let's say in Korea, right? If you have a, these islands that sit on the on the outskirts of these countries, right? Like they have Jeju and they have Oolongdo. Um, they, they're like cultural staples, like the whole country like loves them and talks about them on a, on a whole nother level. They're like Miami beach for these countries or, you know what I mean? Um, So I'm sure that Japanese people really have a romantic notion of this Island Izu. Um, So I just thought that, I don't know. I was able to get on board with that. Like the romanticism of this location um, itself, because um, you know, Japan itself is a peninsula, so it's not technically an Island. Um, And yeah, I'm sure that like most Japanese people, just have like a real strong association with this island just from knowing how um, Korean people look at their island. So, yeah, I, I, I really, I don't know. I enjoyed the, the, the silliness from start to finish um, and thought too, why did they have a cliffhanger in no second series? Right. Cause it was kind of a cliffhanger with the eyes that popped up. Right. Right. When they said it's like a nightmare um, mm. they ended on that note. Um, yeah. What do you guys think of the karaoke song at the end, by the way? <laughs> it was, I mean, it was over the top. It was just like the rest of the show for me. I loved it. It was like, it's over the top. It, it just feels like it fits. So I wasn't, I wasn't. Yeah, it fits for the outro. Because like I said, the intro we talked about is like a perfect like beach song. Mm-hmm. Like that makes me want to go swimming. And I hear it every time. I want to put my trunks on and go, go chill by the pool. And then yeah. like the outro is like when at night when you're already like buzzed and you're out dancing and the club's going and like karaoke comes out. I, I, I like the karaoke element where it's like the two dudes who are like, like just have this weird rivalry, like singing the song. I, I, I like the outro. I think, yeah. I think both songs are, are like perfect for, for this one. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It's a good bookend. I like that night day and night kind of, mm-hmm. right? um, which is both worlds that they're always balancing. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's almost like diving is an excuse to just drink with, dudes and have some yeah, common during purpose. The day. yeah it's having it's like having a common purpose um and uh <laughs> they sell that hard they sell that really well i, I yeah. believe in that i don't uh like the college kids as much of course because they're just all like for lack of a better word cock blocks right like they're just like <laughs> a bunch of otakus who just don't want anyone to be like hooking up with anyone because they're all like depressed <laughs> and that's like their whole arc right when they went to the mixer that was it when the one guy's with the girl in the room and they're doing like the silhouette gag and they're doing that. They drop the like porn movies in the like, mm-hmm. and then they like fake the woman's voice. Right. It's just like this long, hilarious, um, 
American yeah. Pie esque vibe. But it, whereas American Pie, right, the guys are working together, right? They make that pact. It's like the anti-American Pie with this group, right? Yeah, but <laughs> well, you get two like versions, like you said. The college yeah. kids are super antagonistic in the way that, like you said, they want to like just block them. But then, like the like meathead dudes do the same thing to like Aori, but in a funnier way, like a friendlier way, like with the way they keep putting up different kinds of porn in his room. Like, mm-hmm. right? It's that fun classic, like, oh, this isn't what you mean, right? It's over the top, and it's also like a friendly jab over and over again, right? It's all his these people are gonna be close to him. They're like, you know, messing with him subtly. I like that kind of like prank line a little bit better, like you said, than the uh, college ones. It's one of those weird ones. Like, there's an interesting distinction of like how angry separate groups outside of them are or how like nefarious they are compared to them which in retrospect makes that dynamic of like you know the grand blue group even better yeah absolutely yeah well said (laughs) so yeah i guess my thumbs up but is it like top-notch storytelling no way it's just it's a perfect summertime diversion i kept reading that people were like this is a good summer show yeah it's laid back and um it's 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 goofy from start to finish you never know where it's going to go from episode to episode right like they totally just throw in random events and scenes um that like just feel like a group of um writers getting together and like <laughs> just brainstorming whatever the first thing comes to mind is like, I mean, like, like you said yeah. the writer's room had to be like so what'd you do in college like what, what, yeah. what right exactly yeah. right and where can we put them in here that'd be a fun one to write or hear other people tell their stories at least Mm-hmm. yeah totally but yeah well i agree i think that like i said i i definitely give it a thumbs up it was something that i enjoyed and like i said if they somehow decide to come out with a season two after all this time i would be 100 percent down to figure out i would sit down and try to watch it and figure out where we're going to go from there so um really good though yeah um but any closing thoughts before we before we start wrapping up the show guys on this show or anything else? Not really from me. I think I tackled a lot of just the overall vibe of my appreciation of it, even though it's very weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, any, anything from you there, Jordan? Um, no. I'm, like I'd say, for me, I'm a little more um, on the lower end of the bar than you guys in terms of, like, it's praise. But, I, like I said, I would watch a second season of this. Yeah. I think I came around. I think, I, like I said, it was a struggle. But by the end, I was – I would I would definitely watch a second season and probably yeah. the second season. For sure. My last note maybe is that oolong tea is very famous for being like this health drink, right? And so there's extra humor when that turns the, it's it's their euphemism for like the hardest alcohol. Oh, really? So it's yeah, it's like usually it's like like a brown rice tea. Um yeah. and it's super healthy. And so like it's like when you when you get sick either like you drink lots of oolong tea and I love that like they turned it into like <laughs> this like you know secret code for like getting wasted exactly um, yeah and um the vat at the end when they all put the drinks together and it has to be the worst drink so that they can be on the same level I love too um, <laughs> um I, I absolutely adored that because I felt like that was kind of the show it's like it's like we're going to be unhappy together and that's going to make us most happy because there's something very sadistic even about their whole um drinking uh you know shenanigans like they go to a degree that's like not fun for almost anyone right they call it otori which is endless drinking everyone just wants a like a break right they want to leave (laughs) but they can't so there's something about like the bonding that comes from from being uncomfortable together um, that they pick up on well Um, so Yeah. yeah 
Agreed. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like you said, over the top, absolutely ridiculous. I would never be able to drink that much at all. So I'm mm-hmm. good on that. That's that's not for me. I'm not. I'm not going over there. That's it's all good. I'm not. I can't live in this universe. <laughs> <laughs> Those days are behind me. My liver can't take that anymore. <laughs> exactly. No, I completely understand. Yeah, and that and that wake up, I can't take that either. So, yeah. um, but um, okay, cool. Well, let's go ahead. I'll go ahead and start going through the recap now, guys. So, um. First of all, I appreciate you guys. So I have Paul and Jordan from Cinematics Underdogs podcast on the episode. We call this episode Run It Back, where we talked and gave a very detailed breakdown of Grand Blue, um, Grand Blue Dreaming that you can find on um on Amazon Prime, so make sure that you go watch it. I want to thank you, everyone, for sticking around and supporting the show. Again, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at AnimeTalk12. That's AnimeTalk, the number one and two. Um, and I'm going to give you guys an opportunity to uh, to plug your show again. Cool, cool, cool. I'll do it this time. I guess I'll start it. Um, we're cinematic underdogs. We like to talk around talking sports movies. Um, we'll even do anime sports series, so check those out. You can find us Spotify, uh, iTunes, um, all of them, all of them, Google Podcasts, even all the smaller ones. Um, and we also just appreciate like any feedback and ratings, right? So if you like listen to us and subscribe, just give us that five star. It helps. It helps us all. And do that the same for Anime Talk. Give give Matt that five star if you listen to it on Spotify or wherever. Um, so step up to the plate. Help us out. We're all just here creating content to, to enjoy, you know, and supplement these, these pleasurable, you know, shows and experiences that we have. And so just, just give us a little boost. We love it. Um, Jordan, anything else you want to put in there? Um, other than, yeah, as I said earlier, you can you know reach out to us on Twitter at Cinemac underdogs. I think it's the only one you left off there and yeah, mm-hmm. let us know what you think of it. Um, and Matt, uh, thanks for having us on. This was a blast. Uh, that's the other thing I want to say. This is a lot of fun. I love talking with you, man. It's, uh, always have a good time. So I appreciate the invite. Agreed, yeah, no yeah. problem. Thank you guys for jumping on. It really means a lot. And I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I'm glad I was able to give you guys something, something random. Like I said, the, the, the next show, especially for you, Paul, like I said, I would check, try to check out spy X family. Um, I let will, me know yeah. what you think about that. So, um, But anyway, guys, well, like I said, this has been Matt St. Jack with Anime Talk. I hope that you guys have a great uh, rest of your week. I hope that you guys uh, continue to be the light in a world full of darkness and continue to strive to be the best version of yourself. Peace. Mm